You're listening to The Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 29 of The Spear Hunters. This is Joe. This is Patrick. It's Hannah. And Sarah. Last time, Kurapika mastered Nen and set his eyes on getting to the York New City auction for reasons? He managed to land an, a job interview with the Flesh Collector. Today, we'll find out if he manages to survive the first round of interviews. You better get ready. I wonder if he tattoos any of the flesh he collects. Like, he uses, like, practice to get his sick tattoo skills up. I'm going to put it out there. I highly doubt that's what goes on, but, you, sure? uh, you know, go I mean, for they it. Could, they could have, like, an awesome tat shop, but it's, like, they're all tatted up, and it says, like, Nen for life. <laughs> I feel like... Oh, man. W- one day, we're going to have to have a discussion about how many people know what Nen is in the world, because the, it is super ambiguous, because there are things that happen in public that could not be explained by normal human physics. So, like, I don't understand how more people don't know about Nen. Yeah, or should I have like a tattoo, or sorry, they have a like tattoo with a, a heart in it that says Nen, like mom, instead of on says Nen? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. All right, so today we're covering episode 40, Nen Users Unite, or in Japanese, it's the Norio Kusha wa Kyorio Kusha, question mark. <laughs> sorry if i have butchered that mispronunciation that pronunciation it's cool. it's cool i mean it's not like i haven't so it's all good yeah the the, the two parts kind of rhyme but like those are long complicated compound words i know norio is ability but i'm not mm-hmm. sure what kusha is i also don't know if nen is in here or if it's supposed to be like ability users unite something like that is that mm-hmm. the name of nen in japan ability users no but like Oftentimes, when people in JoJo talk about their standability, they're like, stand no norioku. Uh, like, stand. <coughs> Sorry, you, you coughed and Sorry. then I couldn't hear you. Sorry, I just choked on something in my throat. Sorry. It was it was enemy stand. Yeah, enemy enemy stand, the choking stand. It's called uh, breathless. But uh, anyways, yeah, like the stand energy, I guess. It would make sense. Okay, so continue, Sarah. So, the episode was originally released in Japan on July 22nd, 2012. Uh, the equivalent manga chapters are 68, 69, and 70, which were released in Japan on December 6th, 1999. And nice. the equivalent 1999 anime episode is episodes 48, 49 and 50 which were released in japan on december 2nd 2000 all right so we're back at the mansion karapika and the other candidates are fighting off all the armed assailants um yeah this is very terrible hiring practice by the way like if i was them i'd give them like a negative five stars on glassdoor.com so (laughs) one star review on yelp one star review on Yelp, yeah. So basically, um, we see like Basho punching one of the silence, and then we see like Karapika dodging an attack, and they both notice that something is off. Um, and then 
in my notes. I'm like swinging from the chandelier, the chandelier. That's my CF impression. Well, <laughs> basically, Karapika. Thank you. Um, Karapika is like watching basically from the chandelier um, as everyone's fighting below. Um, and so he jumps off and he lands behind one of the applicants, like the one with the swirly sideburns. And he like basically points a dagger to his throat, threatening him to call off his nun puppets. And so, um, this applicant, his name is Shachmono Tosino. I'm going to go call him Tosino. Call him um, Sideburns. So sideburns? It's, it's Tocino because it's supposed to be Italian, oh. but this is like a multilingual, this is a multilingual name, so fuck it. I know, okay. I just keep on thinking Tocino. of the Filipino food, <laughs> the Filipino food, making <laughs> <can> me hungry. <laughs> is that has anything to do with Tostinos? No, Inca? it is not related to Tostinos. God damn it. But one thing I one thing I noticed about it is that the, he looked very Lupin-esque. I don't know if any of you guys picked on that. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. Yes. I'm not exactly sure why that is. His name Shachmono. Mono can mean monkey in, like, a number of languages. And the name of the author of Lupin is Monkey Punch. So I'm not sure. Mm. All right, anyway, so Kropika noticed that Tochino was the only one not being attacked. So... Yeah, I mean, kind of duh. Of course, he's the one using the nun to attack everyone. Um, also, he points out that, like, the puppets were using really simple attacks and were, like, continuing to try to swing their swords at Karapika, even though he was out of reach. So, we find out that basically Tochino is working for the boss man. He's, like, instructed to test all the applicant's skills. And he, like, is, like, kind of sitting cocky in a chair saying, yeah, only four of you guys are going to escape the mansion. And, like, Karapika notices that this is not, like, it, this is actually an oopsies. Like, he tries to play it off cool, but in reality, he fucked up. So, basically, they uh, everyone finds out that there's actually one more plant. Um, also, infiltrator, depending on, like, what you watch sub or dub. I'm going to say plant because it's easier. Um, so Karapika, he busts out his dowsing chain and basically he has his like, um, nun chain thing. And then there's this little thing on the bottom. I don't know what to call it. I forgot the shape, but like a ball, like a ball. And so, um, basically it starts swinging, um, or he like, it swings when someone lies. And so like all the applicants to stay still until it reaches um our man squala and so he's a dirty liar but he tries to play it off really cute and says that the chain is like fake news and melody our girl melody is like you know what you're lying your heartbeat is speeding up like crazy so you're the fake news i actually thought um, she i thought, actually thought it was really cute when she was doing the finger waving thing talking yeah. <laughs> like, dang. I don't know. I, I really think she's cute, though. I really like the character design. Oh, yeah. Melody rules. I, Melody yeah. is, like, a fan favorite. You just don't see her a lot in, like, fan images because, like, uh, earnestly a lot of people like drawing, like, very aesthetic characters, which she is not. But in terms of just, like, discourse, people love Melody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. What, what I, I don't understand, though, is why Karapika just didn't, like, lick, lick him to determine if he's a liar or not. Uh, that is a very mafia thing to do. Taste the sweat of a liar, you know? 
<laughs> for anyone who doesn't get that, watch JoJo season five, which has a lot of parallels to this season and probably influenced it. Let's close though. Kravika doesn't seem like a guy who likes to lick random things though. That seems more of a Laorio kind of thing, to be honest. Yeah, so. Laorio likes touching random things that he doesn't know where they were from, and yeah, 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 <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> so, um. The other applicant, Basho, he decides to use his Nen ability, which is the Great Haiku. Basically, um, he writes this poem, uh, this haiku, um, anyone, any person who responds untruthfully to my question will burn. This is based on the Netflix subtitles. Um, so kind of pretty literal. Anyone who lies when he looks at them, they're going to burn into a crisp. Like yeah, and, and in, this, in the dub they say he's in a burn. In, they're in a burn in hell. Well, dang! So it's one step further. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, but, but I actually got like serious Rohan Kishibe vibes from him. Oh yeah, I can see that. Because like the way they pronounce it, he did the thing when they did introduction. It was like heaven's door. <laughs> I can I can see it. Yeah. Um. So. He's interrogating everyone in the room, and Skoala, he totally caves once it's his turn. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to say shit, and you're not going to make it out alive. And then everyone's like, okay. So, Baze, right? That's her pronounce mm-hmm. her name? Baze, yeah, um, she kisses him and basically makes him her love slave, a.k.a. Simp and with her nan ability, <laughs> instant lover, instant simp for instant the, simple. Yeah, <laughs> for the twenty twenty version, and then Squall is like, "Step on me, queen. Give me some bath water. You know, what's your OnlyFans page?" And then use her bath water. Yeah, yeah. and then like, and then like, Melody was like, "How cringe." Yeah, how cringe. <laughs> Um, so he confesses that he used men on the dogs that were on, all over the property to kill them. And, like, he goes into details how, like, the bigger dogs are going to rip them to shreds and the smaller dogs are going to bite the ankles and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone remember, like, which breeds do what? <laughs> yeah, there are, I, like, I the Dobermans were going to rip them to pieces, the Shizus we're going to bite their ankles off. <laughs> I just was not thinking it's like, like this like is the, uh, like a bad episode. It's me or the dog in <laughs> these um the or the dog whisper to help them out of this. <laughs> hey, can we refer, can we refer to from here on that out for Squala being called Squala Squala Milan? Yeah. <laughs> Squala Milan. Wait, what's that guy's real name? Caesar Milan. Oh, okay. Season Milan. Yeah. Squala Milan. <laughs> yeah. And he just, like, snaps I, I misheard out. you as Squala Mulan. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Milan. Caesar Milan. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll Google that. Hold on. <laughs> Let's workshop this. Anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, the group basically makes it out safely, and they kind of, like, are ch- walking outside, kind of like a little squad. And, um, yeah, and then they're gonna, like, try to retrieve the items that their potential employer wants, and, like, basically they're gonna meet up later. Yeah. So, 
Speaking of workshopping things, though, I see that there's a poem here. Uh, which one of you wrote it? And if you could do a dramatic reading, I'd appreciate it. It's, it's yeah. a haiku, just so everyone knows. So make sure you're counting the syllables. Yep. So basically, I want to do... Uh, it's called Haiku Time with Patrick. I thought... I, I tried to get everyone else to do it, but I guess they thought it was dumb, which I agree with. That probably was a dumb idea. But I'm going to do it anyways, because I thought it'd be fun with the uh, Mr. Haiku Man, who I can't remember his name, Basho, right? Yeah, Basho. I, I read spotted an error in your haiku in terms of number, but go ahead. Don't care. Anyways, Evangelion anime. Shinji Ikari really is fucked up. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, so... E-van-ge-li-on. So that's already five, but you said anime after that. All so right, so let me just... Re- anime. Okay, there we go. Oh, Shin- shit, wrong keyboard. G-i-ka-ri... I did a uh, syllable really? counter on Google on a haiku thing, and they said it was right. Uh, I... Are you sure you're not counting it? It's Evangelion, so I think it's three. So I think they probably can't assess words that aren't in their dictionary, and I yeah. highly doubt Evangelion's in their dictionary. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So parts... I see where you're coming from, because Congratulations is good, and Evangelion, yeah. if you take out anime, is good, but the middle line is very long. I gotcha. Probably Shinji... Shinji Ikari is not in their dictionary as well. Yeah. How much is that, anyways? Uh, Shinji Ikari. That's five. Really? So you only have two syllables after that. All right. Fucked. You could you could say fucked is one one syllable because in English it comes out as one syllable. So Shinji Ikari fucked up. Yeah, there we go. Congratulations. There we go. Welcome. Thank you for participating, everybody. And Haiku Workshop will be here all day after class to talk with you about making your haikus good. If, uh, if users, if, if listeners want to send in your haiku and have us read it on air, like the best one, you'll, you'll get a signed piece of toilet paper from us because we've been putting this out as a gift and no one's taking it. But come on, just write uh, in a haiku we, to us. I mean, we can, we can send death threats too. I mean, that's also applicable. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a death threat <laughs> on toilet paper. <laughs> it's like, uh, it reminds me of the beginning of, um, of Battle Royale. <laughs> the guy hangs himself and just writes his, his suicide note in toilet paper. God damn it. Anyway, that was so stupid. <laughs> like i still think that i wasn't sure did he do that in blood or was that actually on a pen was this the movie because i've actually never seen the movie i think it was the movie but i remember it might have been that but apparently one of the daughters came home and the dad was hanging from the toilet and suicide note was written on the toilet paper or something that sounds like a battle royale movie thing which i've heard is more comedic than the manga which is just dark as fuck i gotcha yeah but anyways send us your toilet paper haikus and we'll read them Haikus do not need to be on toilet paper, but your gift will. Okay, <laughs> right. manga notes. All right, so after that bombshell, uh, one of the things I noticed is that the chair kind of—I could—I could have sworn that it burnt a little bit more in the in the anime, or like it was still burning when he punched it. It's like, oh, no good. Like when a haiku man punched it, Bashu, Basho, Bashu. Yeah, I think Bashimi. in the manga it did kind of fizzle out after a bit, and he's like, that was not good. I, I think, I'm not sure about this, but I think the strength of his spells effectively are related to how good the poems are. I gotcha. So, so mine we would like actually just read do... it in Japanese, we'd probably get a better idea. Well, if we also understood Japanese, we'd probably get a better idea of like, that poem did suck. Yeah, I, I didn't count the syllables in the when he read them in English because I didn't care. The so syllables maybe. in English don't count. Like, you should really read the syllables in Japanese. 
Gotcha. Well, maybe maybe I'll do that. All right, so the next one uh, has her stepping on him, and for some reason, Baze has a video camera filming him for her OnlyFans page and stepping on him, which I think is kind of weird. I don't know why she had that, but... I mean, she probably uses this for blackmail. I'm not even joking. Probably when she uh, uses the ability, she's like, yeah, and I can keep this for later, because fuck you. It's like, it's, like tw- it's like 25 years later. Hey, OnlyFans, if you subscribe, you'll get exclusive videotape of me simping these guys with my ability. Yes. 25 years ago. And I was thinking more that they would send, she would send it to like their wife or girlfriend. Yeah. That makes sense. Or she just could just do it because she likes, she just wants to, you know? She yeah. gets off maybe on it's, it. Maybe it's her thing. <laughs> I'm not going to kink shame someone if this was done voluntarily, but it's clearly not, so I'm going to shame her on this one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like she like feels bad and like she just doesn't feel right and she just watches one of the videotapes to remind her mm. how great she is. Mm. There's so much to unpack there that we are just not going <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get done and we'll, we'll talk about that in the shonen, uh, shonen therapy sessions. Anyway. Anyways, uh, an- there's another Tagashi writing. Uh, I drew some illustrations for a trading card game. Huh, Joe, does that sound a bit familiar to you? Wonder wonder why he did that, right? Oddly familiar. Almost like he has a fascination with trading card games. Huh, weird. I don't weird. know. Hmm. Weird. I'll probably never see that again. Anyways, yeah. he wrote, uh, When I was in junior high, my little brother and I made ourselves a board game. Wait, the real realist- quick reminder, his little brother is now a hentai artist. Wait, what? We talked about this in a previous episode. We looked we into what his little brother uh, does, and he makes, like, art for Arrow games. We, oh yeah, now, now I remember. Subscribe yeah. to his OnlyFans. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The goal was to collect treasures while slaughtering monsters, and it was called The Massacre and Slaughter Game. Very original. 10 out of 10 name. The battle system used dice, and I made it so that you could play by yourself. You can see I had high potential to get sucked into video games. I don't have time to make board games anymore, but I'm interested in collectible card games, and I have plans for a couple of video games only in my mind. So I drew some art for the train card games called Dragon Kingdom Copyright Craft. Hile. I'm, all, That's I'm a most fond really of really unfortunate cards. name. Yeah, but yeah, go to everyone if you want a good deal on cards, go to Craft. Now, uh. I'm I'm most fond of the card game called Heresy's Advocate. It's pretty cute, so check it out. www.heresiesadvocate.hyle.craft.com I'd actually like to look this up. Yeah. Uh, so Japan, with such like a culture of like nerd shit and like making games, I would be very curious how many Japanese board games just never make it out of Japan, like either to Europe or the U.S. Because there's probably a goldmine of some really interesting board games. Mm-hmm. Like modern style board games, I think oh, I yeah, found definitely. it's called Dragon Kingdom. I think maybe. Yeah, that's what he said. So, do you see the art? Does it look a lot like Togashi art? Kinda. I don't think he might have done. Oh, holy shit! Is this what I think it is? He didn't do War Machine, did it? There's no way that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, w- let's look it up some other time. Yeah, because yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, it looks you like... You might have also only done some of the cards. Yeah, I don't know. It looked, uh, yeah, there's a Heresy Kingdom come, I see. Yeah, we'll, we'll research it another time for a research topic. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. Just cut that out. So I added some extra notes for the manga part, uh, if you would like me to read them over. No, you're not allowed to, Joe. Yeah, go for it. 
So in motion, it's much harder to tell that the guys are swinging at nothing before like Kurapika explicitly says it. And in this version, Basho is also not shown to know immediately that the guys are made of Nen. Like, they make the reveal much... Like, when I read it, like, it was much less obvious that they were Nen, and it was like... To me, I liked it more, where it's just like, oh, that's what's up. But in it feels like in both anime versions, they made it clear, like, something's up with these guys, and then you can figure out it's Nen. So, like, they want you to figure it out alongside them, as opposed to be impressed with them noticing something. Yeah, the thing is that you could kind of notice it when you see the... you. If you look at the staircase when Karapi, it's the wide shot with Karapika on the chandelier, you can kind of see them trying to swing their swords over over the railings. Yeah, I like that it's subtle because it's subtle enough that it looks like it could have happened in such an instant that he basically just dodged it and was thinking while he was there. Yeah, I, I guess in retros, I guess in hindsight, it's a little bit different though. Yeah, so since I was manga only, like, for the record, I'm watching 2011 for the first time with everyone here, because I was manga only previously, I have read the entire manga, um, it was very interesting seeing the different way that this scene was interpreted. So, in this version, Tochino, uh, no, Kurapika guesses that Tochino is an emitter, unlike in both anime where he's supposedly a manipulator. I personally like him being an emitter more than a manipulator, and we can get into discussion more later, but basically, they're they're next to each other on the the like uh, the Nen chart, and the reason that I think he's much more of an emitter, more probably than a manipulator, is he doesn't really give orders to the things once they're out, like they're pre-programmed with stuff he's already put in them, and that's not a manipulator thing. Who manipulators tend to influence after they're already out, um, while emitters just like put something out and it already has all the details it needs. So that's why I think the emitter thing is much more accurate than manipulator. But it's I kind of understand why they did it because like explaining that fine grain distinction is annoying. Stop manipulating me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in th- in this version, Melody is definitely shown as more like deformed. Like her eyes are more uneven, um, and like she has much more of like a, a forehead, like a protruding forehead and stuff like that. And I like think they simplified head? that both to make it easier to draw and also because they're like. I think they later smoothed out Melody's design anyways, so probably they're just like, these are details that are unimportant later. Right. Yeah. That happens quite a lot with animes, where they they have the design Mm -hmm. of the manga, and they change. I think Hisoka is a a consequence of that, right? Because he was designed differently. He looks very different in the beginning of the manga, but like in the 2011 anime, they just made him the same throughout. Yeah, and I think like in general, Togashi's style... Well, this... I haven't read Hunter hunter manga but i know with um yohaku show like he had a very distinct style and like he drew with some characters he drew super detailed and like mm-hmm. you know as time went on he just streamlined it and so to make it easier in a lot yeah. of ways simpler so it, it makes sense you know yeah and like, as we've previously discussed for a Yuhawk show, there are characters that he drew not streamlined for the entire run, but that they streamlined for the anime because they're like, we're not fucking drawing this way. Like, look at Toguro and Sensui, who both have absurdly more complicated designs in the manga. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, another interesting thing is that uh, the character who's called Dalzone in the English dub of 2011 is more appropriately Dalzolene. Um, I think Dalzone is actually a Italian name, while Dalzolene, I'm not sure, and I wonder mm. if they changed it for, like, lip flap reasons, or I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. If you change that D to a C, I get very hungry. Calzone. Calzone. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
So they also give a little talk about what Greed Island is here, and they say none of them come back, a.k.a. if you die in the game, you die in real life, therefore mm. confirming Greed Island is an isekai. Mm, we can debate that later on, but I I, I, I don't actually disagree. think Greed Island's an isekai, but we'll, we'll okay. talk about that more. But it, okay. it, it, it plays at being an isekai, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be a spoiler territory if you just describe it, but it's complicated. Yeah, it's Sorry. complicated, yeah. but it's clear they're going for the idea of an isekai, even if that's not really what's going on i just want to escape that genre like even though i do like a couple so like it's all about that re-zero energy to be fair (laughs) he's writing sort of a deconstruction of isekai before they got popular that's true (laughs) that's isekai or the atomi game isekai (laughs) that's what i've been reading all the time it's so dumb (laughs) i think I think my girlfriend's also... Is it the one where it just, like, someone becomes the villain of an isekai or something? Yeah, we we introduced it to her. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. I was just like, I know she's talked with you two about it, but I wasn't sure what... If you guys independently discovered it or not. Well, I, I think I, the one we got it I do from, want to watch this Because I got it from one of our friends who told me who told me about it. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then I discovered there is a whole sh- a subgenre that's not only popular in Japan, it's popular in Korea and China. It's literally so many to the point where I feel like I've read pretty much all of them and all pretty much... Half of them have the same plot with maybe one or two differences. Do you, like what do you guys like anime? What do you put as the reason that those don't come out to the West as much? I have a theory, but I'm curious as to your. I feel like because. Partially <laughs> no. that, but also because when you take into account like female protagonists in Japan and Korea. And China, for the most part, they're going to go with something with more of uh, the traditional feminine qualities. So they want either someone who is the more underdog, so someone who is more either softer or naive or plucky in personality and usually is from like a middle to lower class because that sets you up for like the perfect underdog story because most of the time these female protagonists end up being able to meet someone who's more upper class and handsome and rich, whatever, and have that Cinderella story. Like, while that's true in American and Western media, I feel like as of late, Western and American media has kind of embraced the more anti-heroines. So people who are not sweet, really, they can be basically very bitchy, but they have lovable qualities about them that make them more popular and kind of show like scene stealers so that's becoming more popular in american media and i think in the east asian um east asian media that's also that idea has also became more popular because they're probably tired of stuff that was popular of these character tropes that were popular in the 90s and early 2000s and kind of want to embrace what they perceive as someone who's more independent because typically these characters are going to be more the idea of like an independent woman in terms of western society where they're more outspoken but also financially can hold themselves versus like the underdog heroine who 
they may be outspoken, but the, at the same time, they're like, they're poor. So, and they are usually in this society where money is everything. So they don't have that kind of power. So I don't know. I mean, that's what I've been thinking about lately. I think that's why it's so popular. It kind of reminds me of a Konosuba bit. Yeah. Yeah. Holy will catch more mainstream, like, more anime adaptions. But I think that takes, it just takes time, you know, like, especially with, like, content aimed towards women. It always gets mm-hmm. kind of complicated in terms of, like, what's still quote-unquote marketable. So. I yeah. was going to ask, I, I wonder how much of it is, like, the cross-cultural perception of, like, unmarketability of like female-led stories Mm -hmm. even though it's coming from a place where people are already mining a lot of like properties from but that's a topic for another time i guess yeah and then and then Um, you have to take into account a lot of the stories that are like like a lot of the uh like like um shonens are also very popular with female readers as well so it's like yeah yeah but i'm wondering if like it's american execs dictating this just like oh yeah the women will read this range of things, but this new thing that's popular amongst women in Asia would not come over here because the girls who read this are tomboys or something like just like weird. Yeah. Non- I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm not saying that's accurate. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what execs are thinking. I don't know. It's complicated because there's so many different anime properties and there's so few publishers out here. Cause it, the ones off the top of my head are like, you know, stuff like Vit. Oh, well, not Viz. I guess Funimation. Yeah, Viz, Funimation, uh, what used to be ADV. And I guess just little, little, uh, like a little companies and then, uh, Japan companies that just like publish out in America and it's like, fuck it, we'll do it on our own. Yeah. So yeah. it's complicated. It's, it, yeah, it really is. I don't and- know. At least when I'm thinking about specifically like the Atome game Isekai genre, it's kind of like, uh, it's a little misleading when you call it Atome game because, Realistically, most Otome games don't have this sort of trope where the villainess is so evil and she gets called out in public and she loses, like, to the heroine. That's actually just something that happens specifically to web novels that become light novels as an official adaptation. So a lot of the times they start off as web novels, things that are self-published, and they either gain traction either because they're posted on really popular websites and they get an official adaptation through a light novel, which if that gains a lot of traction too, it can become a manga to an anime. So I feel like it started with one and then the trend just caught on, just like with all isekai, the isekai genre in general, like it picked up, someone wrote a, someone wrote something Someone thought, hey, let's make this an official publication. And then it's like, hey, I want to draw this and make this into a manga. And then, and then a company's like, hey, we want to animate it. So, so, yeah. like, something like that. So, I don't it's know. It's probably going to blow up. Yeah. It's going to blow up within the next couple of years, in my opinion. So, Wait, yeah, what, I'm just isekais? wondering what the cause of the, the lag is effectively. But yeah, let's, let's save this for the, when we yeah. discuss isekai, which we actually for sure will at uh, a certain okay. point. Okay. I don't know, All like, right. I don't, <laughs> yeah, but are isekais not pop, are they not look at populars in the United States? Because I see a shit ton of them. Um, I think they just it. don't really acknowledge it as its own show, so it's genre. Because player number one, that came out a couple of years ago, the Steven Spielberg film. That's essentially an isekai. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, do you just mean like the general pop? Because I know anime fans all know like the genre of it. Is it just like? Do you mean like a in terms of like the broad general population? I think they just the general public wouldn't really see it as its own genre, at least in Western media. They would just see it as yeah. like, um, oh, it's either fantasy or sci-fi, and they wouldn't really think about like it's not like a space drama, and it's not. Maybe they would see something f- related to tech, but I don't think they would really think, oh, it's it's related to going into another world. I don't know. It- yeah, no, right. I, I'd agree with I'd agree with that. We can talk more about that later, but I would agree that in the U.S., generally, isekai is seen as a setting rather than a genre because there have been so many significantly different stories that have occurred with a similar idea of entrance. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. But yeah, yeah. okay. Anyways... Back to Hunter Hunter. Yeah, back to Hunter. So real quick on the 99 uh, episodes. Uh, In episode 49, the new intro that's being played is actually our current closing theme uh, for the York New slash Phantom Troop arc. Or at least the York New arc. Because in 99, they make a distinction between those two that I think is kind of dumb as like a... I know why they did it, because it actually had to do with production scheduling. But it led to a bunch of the fandom referring to them as separate arcs when they're very clearly contiguous in the the manga. Really? I I, I, I still consider it even the 2011 as two different separate arcs. Uh, Does it? Well, I do. I don't know. Like, personally, if somebody... Because it's technically, I think... Because, no, it's it's all season three, right? No, because season three is that, and then season four is the... Because it's split up, because season three is the... That that arc and then season four is the Isak, the uh, Greed Island. So yeah. I think it is split up in that way. Honestly, I I just yeah I don't really care for the Hunter Hunter season distinctions because like they're very they're different across ninety nine twenty eleven in the manga. So like when I refer to seasons, I'm referring to a specific designation. But like it's just like we should probably just talk about where things are at a certain point rather than numbers because the numbers are different. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my opinion, I do. Th- I do think I agree that having them as two separate arcs makes sense, though. Agree to disagree, but regardless. Um, so in this uh, in this version, it originally uh, showed the uh, naive behavior of the balloons before Kurapika's realization in 2011 did. So basically, um, the way that it's presented in 2011 actually happened here first. Uh, and, like, like many of these things, I'm unsure whether this is, like, convergent evolution, a.k.a. they both saw a similar thing that they considered an issue and wanted to solve it and came to similar conclusions, or if they had watched 99 and were like, that's probably the right way to do it. Um, but one thing that's interesting is in this version, when Basho punches the balloon, it makes a noise like a balloon whose mouth has been opened, like the, the neck of the balloon, you know, just as it's, like, flying off. <laughs> So it's just kind of like that's a weird effect to be using here. Um, so in this version, Kurapika threatens Tochino with a crystal he broke off the chandelier he was standing on rather than a knife he was carrying. They also keep on referring to the uh, infiltrators or confederates as Senyusha. Like, but I don't, I couldn't find out exactly what characters this was. And there were multiple things I looked at that like could refer to what a spire confederate was. And the two things I came upon were either a set of characters that meant submarine slash diver or one that meant war entrant. 
But I'm wondering if the diver thing is the right thing, because it's like, instead of saying undercover, maybe you would say, like, underwater or something like that. Um, another thing with that being that, like, this made me wonder if people who infiltrate places are referred to as that regularly, because then that would explain some weird cultural touchstones like Snake uh, in Metal Gear Solid entering Shadow Moses by diving in rather than anything else. But that's probably just a reference to, like, an old fucking spy movie instead. But yeah, so it can either mean, mean like diver, James Bond movie ever or war entrant. I got you. But I mean I mean the intro of the MGS is very uh very James Bond esque, like James Bond sneaky like like in, in like Goldeneye where he, he jumps from the giant uh he like skydives into the dam. Yeah, it's probably just based on old spy shit rather than like Japanese cultural things, but it definitely just made me wonder just because like I have a feeling there is an easily accessible thing if I knew someone who spoke Japanese, but just looking this up, I couldn't find a good set of characters to match it very well. Um, anyways, Squala tries to frame Kurapika and Me- Melody by pointing out that they know each other. Uh, because it, this is mentioned in the manga in 2011, but the idea like that they know each other. But here, Basho explicitly says, Oh, okay, so we have two different cliques of people trying to frame the other. I'm going to be the decider by doing my haiku thing. And I'm not sure. Did you guys get the impression that that's what he was doing in the other versions, like, the idea that he acknowledged, like, there were two competing, not only schools of thought, but two competing teams, and he's like, I'm gonna be the decider. Not really. It seemed like, it seemed like Kurapika already knew who who was who at Oh, that no, 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 but, like, he, he was like, oh, Kurapika's opinion doesn't actually matter because he's part of one of the teams, so in order to come to a final conclusion, I have to be the decider. Oh, like, he's basically saying, like, okay, you're saying this, you're saying that, how about I cut the baby in half? No, I never really <laughs> got that that vibe, because it seemed like Melody and Kropika were so on point that everyone sort of agreed with them at that point, no matter what. So, I agree with you. I just think it's interesting, and I do think this is, like, if if you can have a positive addition, I think this is one of them. Maybe. But, like, yeah, no, I'm saying if you can, but it's debatable yeah. whether you can really have a positive addition. Um, as opposed to just like a positive summary or something like that. But so the kiss scene here. Oh, speaking of positive additions, the uh, instant lover scene here is way more explicit than the manga or the 2011 anime. Uh, if you guys go to your notes, you'll see our series of images. Um, please look at these. Wow. Uh, hopefully, it's a cup on. Yeah, she's straight up stepping on his balls on camera, in frame. And he's saying, and telling him, if you don't tell me, I'll stop stepping on you. Oh my god. Yeah, this was on kids' television. <laughs> the, she also has a camera. Yeah, this is, uh, this is wild. This is the wild, like, remember, Hunter Hunter generally is an incredibly chaste show, so this is the most uncharacteristically sexy thing that has ever happened in the show. Yeah, I think she needs to go to horny jail. Yeah, <laughs> Bays, go to horny chill. <laughs> yeah, time to... There's a, there's a time and there's a place for this kind of stuff. I guess 1999 was like, this is the time and place yeah. for this kind of stuff. 1999, a flesh collector's mansion. <laughs> it's just, just, it's just the, the timing was perfect to do this. Yeah, yeah it, with an audience... I like how Tochino is in the back, and he's like, "Oh, oh God, what the what the fuck?" When, when somebody when somebody said uh, somebody said uh, there's a time and place, I just imagine Professor Oak. He's, she's trying to poke. He's trying. She's trying to pull out the cameras. Like Professor Oak, like that's not the time time to do this or whatever. 
<laughs> oh, I was thinking like a time to die. Da 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 da. What what the fuck is that song? I think that's t- a season for loving by the zombies. Oh yeah. Turn, turn, turn. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna my, make a really my, short AMV that's just the footage of her stepping on this dude's balls while that song plays. Oh, I was, I was thinking you'd put a, a th- I was thinking you'd put in that uh, that one George Michael song. Which song? The sax one. Oh, think Careless it would Whispers. Be nice? Yeah. Oh, Careless Sister. <laughs> I think I think half of the songs in the eight, like George Michael songs in the eighty, were about sex. So. I, I would say 100% of them, but... 100%, you're right. 100%. George Michael was well, super, super, super horny. Before we get into relitigating the, the career of George Michael, how about now a word from our compatriots and benefactors? Love The Legend of Zelda. Here at Chat of the Wild, a game club podcast, we have been using our lens of truth to do deep dives on your favorite action-adventure series to find out what makes this franchise so amazing. Join us right now as we sail through the Wind Waker or check out any of our past seasons. New episodes drop every Wednesday here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast covers the latest Nintendo news while also diving into what's hot in pop culture, music trivia, hands-on impressions, and so much more. Hopefully we can make you laugh, too. You'll find new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast on the Greenlit Podcast Network every single week. Alright, um, we're on episode 41. Gathering of Heroes, or Goketsu no Shuketsu. Um, this was originally released in Japan on July 29th, 2012. The equivalent manga chapters are 70, 71, and 72, which were released in Japan on December 20th, 1999. The equivalent 1999 episodes are 50 and 51, which were released in Japan on December 16th, 2000. In this episode, it starts off with Gon and Kilowa. They're at an internet cafe, and they're looking up any information they can find about Greed Island. So they enter the hunter-exclusive website URL, and they are brought into a virtual tavern. Um, it costs apparently 20 million jenny to learn about Greed, Greed Island, um, and... To be able to actually access the website link, you need to use Nen. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool because, like, once they activate the Nen, from they go from like just looking at the computer screen to um, actually their environment look turns into like the actual tavern. It's very dog hack sign. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, very I got that same vibe. Yeah. Real quick, I want to ask a question. Um, how do you think it uses, how do you think it can tell you're using Nen? Cause like. Well, Joe, think... it's easy. Just so there's, there's, there's the, you know, the two different internets, like the internet and the intranet, right? You know the difference between <laughs> these two? Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I want to so, hear this theory. So there's the internet, there's the intranet, and then in the hunter world is the Nenternet. Oh. <laughs> where they, they access local networks via Nen. So oh, it's an okay. Extension. So on the, um. On the fucking uh, network diagram, you know, the one that, like, shows the different layers of communication, uh, where is this, you know, is this, like, on the uh, protocol layer, or is this on the, wh- where is this? Basically, you need, the the thing is that you actually need Nen, you need to use, uh, what is the one that puts it in your eyes? 
I the, have no idea what you're talking about. You know, you know how they have the net, the net that goes in your eyes so you can see oh, shit? Yeah. 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 You have to use Gyo to look at the diagram, then it will, it will appear as like tacked on to the bottom oh of it. Oh my god. Is it a Gyo based capture? A Gyo based capture device, yeah. No, like, just like, oh yeah, show all the ones that have spirit cars. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. It's like, it's like to look at the diagrams and classes and stuff. You have to use your your gyo and your eyes to be able to see the diagram completely. Are you a robot, a human, or a human with nen powers? <laughs> Are you? Yeah. You have, you you have off, to click. Yeah. You have to click on like twenty five million cars instead of like the five hundred million you have to do regularly. Yeah, yeah they have like a fucking machine learning thing that's just like, oh well, we gotta train our machines to understand gyo. <laughs> Pretty much. You could also argue that they used a VP nen. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, they had the access to, yeah, on that VP, VPN to get, the, yeah, I gotcha. These I are know. all way better than my initial guess, where I was just like, maybe <laughs> it has, like, a fucking, uh, maybe it has, like, a fucking uh, really secure password that, like, uh, you can crack using Nen by, like, constructing a fucking Oracle machine. <laughs> that I'm just like, none of this, this doesn't fucking make sense unless you have Kurapika's power. That's, like, the only person who could, like, have that solution. Yeah, I, th- I think um, one of the things I, th- I thought of what, looking at the image is it looked really, really Windows Windows 3-esque, like, with the GUI. I don't know if you guys ever mm-hmm. remember that, where it's, like, like the, the kid-friendly version of it, where it's, like, a living room. It's, like, you can go to the game room or the... I don't know if anybody if anybody remembers that on Windows, like there's like these different rooms you can go to, like a library. There's like a a simplified version of the desktop. I never, that's kind, uh, that's kind of I never experienced of. Windows three. Um, I think the first copy of Windows I remember is ninety five. I got you. Yeah, I, I ran. I when I was a kid, I had a Packard Bell and I had Windows three on it. Or was it three eighty six? I can't remember. It was it was basically the version before ninety five that that my parents had, and I used that quite a bit to play. A bunch of weird games, but that that was a good time though. I kind of missed Windows three in my pack. Of was that, was Windows three the one that was mostly just like a graphic shell on top of DOS? Uh, that's pretty much what ninety five is too. Actually, yeah, that's true. What am I talking about? It's cool, Joe. We can't all understand Windows as well as I can. No, I'm just joking. I don't fucking understand Windows at all. But yeah, I think I think up to like two thousand, it was that, or maybe ninety eight disintegra- disintegrated it. Yeah, I think. NT like replace some of the kernel as well. yeah fuck it anyways yeah Windows go go if you sponsored by Windows if you want a <laughs> no. good experience no. www.windows.com/slash/billgates/spirithunterpod anyways uh, continue uh, Sarah I also realized I jumped the gun by talking about isekai shit but go ahead. No worries. So they find out that Great Island is a game that was created by Nen users, with each copy being infused with Nen. So only Nen users can actually play it. Um, the players get literally um, are pulled into the game, and they cannot leave even if they pull the power plug to the console. Um, the game will only stop if the player dies, or when they die, which is pretty, it's a pretty grim way of looking at it. <laughs> if you die in the game, you die in real life. Damn. Oh, shit. So is this extends? <laughs> or the Matrix? I uh, know what you're saying. You've made this joke ten trillion yeah, times. No, I heard it never this gets old. <laughs> Don't worry, it won't get it won't get old anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, they are, they look at. 
Um, so, for example, someone once ordered 50 NEM users to play Greed Island, and none of them made it out alive. Um, there. Do they name this mm-hmm. person here? Because uh, they named them in the manga, at least. No, they didn't. No. Okay, but they did in the manga in 99, I think. Hmm. Interesting. It was, Ka- it was Kaiba. He wanted to get that, that prize, so he put a bunch of people in there. I, I mean, this doesn't tell you anything, but their name is Batera. Ah. Uh, They'll come hmm. back later. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Uh, so there are going to be seven copies of Greed Island um, being auctioned off at the New York... No, New York New City Auction. York New. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard of New York. That's like a fictional place. <laughs> Uh, with but the lowest bid is at eight point nine billion Jenny. Woo! No. Good price. Who has money uh, like I, that? Uh, well, you'll see later on. <laughs> uh? <laughs> Somebody actually does, but uh, but yeah, I I mean, I thought real video game collecting was tough. Imagine you have one game to complete the Game Station collection. It's it's Greed Island. Oh my god! It's like, well, I guess I'm not getting that game. And the, th- and the shit thing, they probably couldn't even play it because, I mean, a lot of people don't have Nen, so how are you going to play it? You just you just let it sit in the corner and collect dust. And when yeah. You, yeah. And then you could show other people, be like, it's mine, not yours. <laughs> Pretty much. Because I wouldn't want to play it. I'd die. I'm, if Even if I had Nen, I wouldn't touch it. It's like, oh, you could probably get killed in there. It's like, no, nah, I'm good, fam. Yeah, well, what I'll if stay- you're... What if some kids get a hold of it like in Jumanji and suddenly they're stuck in the game? <laughs> oh my god, I would love that crossover if they made a third modern Jumanji movie. I'm just imagining I'm just imagining Gon being stuck in the body of the rock. Yeah, it'd be Junenji. Junenji, <laughs> god damn it. This has been a really punny podcast. <laughs> so to get money, um, Gon and Kila decide to resell rare treasures online. So there's this very cute montage of them basically uh, on eBay. And so they keep on buying and reselling rare items. Um, hopefully they'll have more luck than... <laughs> this is Hannah's notes. Hopefully they'll have more luck than Hannah picking up real art over fake art on, oh, on Red's um, island on Animal Crossing. Me. Me. <laughs> yeah. Gotta look at those online tutorials before you buy anything. It's just, I just have like the real images next to you on the, on like your phone. <laughs> yeah, I usually do, and I, that's really sad because I was an art major, so. But I still that's had to cool. double check. <laughs> hey, art majors need references too. You mean they can't all know Mona Lisa like the back of their hand? That's I was true. gonna say I also feel like there's a major difference between making art and being an art historian. Yeah, I was not the best in art history. I just did it for the sake of like you know passing my major. Mm-hmm. Fair. I did that for like cons- I took construction 101, all about construction. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You probably don't want to trust me with a building diagram. <laughs> so, turns out, Gon and Kila are not really great at this eBay thing. They actually really suck. They only end up making um, 10.84 million Jenny combined. 
Uh, they tried to risk it by using very sketchy websites. Um, so <laughs> this is why people should stick with eBay instead of being desperate and using Craigslist. Damn. I told them they should use they, <laughs> they should use the Silk Road for this. <laughs> or try. I just had a weird realization. What? what? You know the Junenji thing that Hannah said earlier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds really familiar. Then I realized the name of the sinning tree that's used on Elder Tagoro and Yu Hakusho is Junenju. Uh. And I'm just thinking, like, that's an isekai of a sort. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. worst isekai. That, that's that's a nightmare isekai. Yeah. <laughs> that's like an isekai that you bought from Craigslist. So. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like. Mo- it's like mom. We, it's like it's like uh, mom. I want isekai. It's like we have isekai at home. The isekai at home. <laughs> Man, it just where, occurred where, to me. That's where the did closest... you get the isekai money? <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest to uh, to Patrick's existence joke because uh, who knows where the Junenju tree inserted itself into Elder Tagoro. <laughs> right in his second butthole. Anyways, yeah, his second butthole. <laughs> so it. So we go back to what Karapika is up to, and it looks like he and the other three applicants for the flesh collector job were successful in getting the items from the item hunt list. And all four of them are hired by the head bodyguard, Dalzonlin. Oh, God. I keep on looking at it, and my mind is like, Dalzolin? Yeah, I don't have the kana in front of me. If it's actually structured like an Italian name, it should be Dalzolene. But like, oh. who knows? According to the kana, it might be Dalzoline to sound like gasoline or diesel. But like, then oh, my, fa- my favorite, uh, my favorite DJ Diesel. <laughs> God damn it! That's Shaq <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. But I think his name is uh, romanizes Dalzone in like some of the other stuff. So just any pronunciation you use is fine. I don't think I'll go with Dalzolene. That seems it make would make sense to me. So go let's go it. with that. Uh, so the first mission um, requires them to safely escort and protect the boss man to a hotel in York New. Kropika is asking, like, okay, who are the enemies going to be? Who is looking to attack him? While Dalzalone is like, it doesn't matter if there's five W's and an H trying to attack the boss we must protect so he pretty much shut down any questions and says you don't need to know so don't ask um, it's, it's, it's sarah, how many coo- episodes have you watched ahead oh sarah or me sarah because i know you've watched very far i watched maybe three episodes ahead oh man he attack he protect but most importantly dot 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 Oh, I thought I thought <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I think I think a better one's like he protect, he attack, but most importantly, he's not getting his his Kurta clan's eyes back. Oh, I was referring to Dalzalene, but yeah, oh, sad. I was referring to Dalzalene, but oh. anyway. he a snack. Yeah. Oh my God. He attack, he protect, but most importantly, he a snack. Yes. Uh, so back at the hotel, the bodyguards uh, need to auction off certain items, including the. Scarlet eyes of the Kurta clan. Um, number numbers four and eight. Referring to the the fandom troop uh, members who have been replaced. They talk about four and eight oh. having been replaced. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so. with um, mm. 
but like those two are pretty famous pun names. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys know about the four being death thing in in Japanese, right? Right. That's mm-hmm. why it's not elevator labeled yeah, four. That's originally from Chinese. Um, mm. So the other one, eight, is less common in Japan, but mm-hmm. is very common in Chinese stuff where eight is a pun on like uh, fortune or good luck. So in um, in Chinese, it's uh, fat or bat. So the number is bat, and the uh, concept of luck is fat. That's in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. But in Japanese, they're actually pretty close, too, to the point where I'm surprised that it's not a more common pun. But in Japanese, the uh, word for eight is hachi, and the word for fortune is hochi. Oh, so I'm dang. surprised that that's not more often punned, but I'm guessing that's the reason that four and eight have been replaced. Also, remember, I think... Ooh, this hasn't been revealed yet, but like one of them was replaced for a specific reason having to do with characters that you've met before. And I'm not sure on this one, but I feel Hisoka probably killed his way into the troop, which is allowed. Yeah, seems like a very troopy thing to do. So, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I think the other one was killed by someone who didn't want to join. Oh, okay. He's like, I just want to kill him, fam. Yep. Patrick, your turn. Hit us up with those manga notes. All right. So um, one of the things I thought was interesting that they changed was that it looked like uh, Kill and Gone had more of a competition going on than they they were they had with this auction. Because it looks like there was like it's like it's like oh yeah, whoever doesn't uh, whoever has more money on at nine p.m. on August thirty first has to do what the winner says. So I thought that was kind of interesting having that little. Little debate thing, and then there, there's another really cool thing of a Maluki with the telephone getting frustrated, and I decided to do some little creative art. If you guys want to scroll down, look at that. Have you posted those to the page yet? Because they're uh, perfect. W- when this releases, it will. Yes, <laughs> but they're so good. Yeah, essentially one of them is uh is Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life with the at the sex hotline, and I just noticed the sign on this on on his cubicle says "Remember, be hot, be naughty, be courteous." So I didn't know Miluki's on the other end of that phone call. Yeah, and Miluki's <laughs> trying to because he's he's into that stuff. Uh, and then there's a Miluki calling one eight hundred hot Jedi. You know, it's where's that from? No idea. I just googled <laughs> I just googled phone sex hotline and had to go through a bunch of really awkward uh, imaged res- results. You, these are amazing. <laughs> I tried to find something like I tried to find like Girls Gone Wild and had him in there, but it was all like pretty. Pretty uh, NSFW, so I could not post that on the page. I feel like these are going to be much more appreciated anyway. So hopefully, <laughs> but yeah. uh, the other the other one is just art from Chapter Seven when the auction begins and it shows Karapika gone and and uh, Killua and the auction. I really love his art in the chapter, like the chapter and the the closing uh, pages. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's so good. Also, I like how there's nowhere in New York that looks like this place. Uh, yeah, there is if you go back about 150 years. Okay, yeah. No, so this looks a lot more like Europe than it does like New York. It does, but you're, uh, I, I look at older pictures in New York and it looks similar to that. Like where No, they, you're right. Like, yeah. I remember my grandfather's pictures from growing up there in like the 20s and 30s and it does look like that. Yeah, so maybe he might have got old pictures, but then like they had, in the 99 version they had the World Trade Center like in plain view there, right? Yeah. Or what, what was supposed to be it. 
Yeah, but you know, since it's Hunter Hunter, it's probably the Trade World Center. The Trade World Center that's is still up to this day. Nothing bad happened to it. Yeah. Thank yeah. Oof. Anyway. Yeah. Um so this other picture I did was uh was this picture of uh I don't know why it showed up in this chapter, but it was a uh, it the the picture of of um of Jing on like those three animals. I don't know why they they put that there, but it was at the end of the chapter, and I decided to have it uh, have it titled uh, "When uh, When You Abandon Your Kid," and it's like bruh. <laughs> They're both saying bruh. Yeah. So but, wait, the original thing was the same thing without the R, right? It was just but but yeah, it's bruh. Yeah, but I also but I also noticed how ma- how many titties that thing's got. I I was. Oh. I didn't notice that when I photoshopped that, but damn, I didn't know her. I didn't know their titties were out. It's like the <laughs> character from uh, Total Recall, but more extreme. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stop there and not. Anyways, not engage. Yeah, anyways. let's not. It's, it's just nature, okay? Let's just nature. It's it's all natural, but yes. I'm getting some Star Wars vibes. Anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, yep. So uh, there's another thing. Um. When uh, uh during the scene where uh, where Leori, I don't know, did they show this one where Leori buys the the phones? Not yet. They did, um, but it has slight differences in each version. Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if they showed it in this episode though, so I don't want. Uh, should I save it for the next one or just say no, it right now? No, it's in this episode. Oh, okay. I just want. I was. I couldn't remember or not. But essentially, uh, Leori sh- shows up and buys him the phone, and sort of uh, it's cool because it's like, oh yeah. It, it can ro- watch and record TV. It translates over two hundred languages, and it works around the world. And it's like, wow! Uh, good thing they update that in two thousand eleven. That was different because it would be pretty underwhelming in this one. Like, yeah, I'd be like, hey, I mean, we have smartphones now, so yo. But at the time, this was the craziest phone anyone had ever fucking heard of. Mm, yeah, that's for true. sure. That's why I'm glad they updated it, and it's, and it's like one of the changes I agree with. It's like, it would not be as impactful. But um, another one is uh, they had the I like the the uh, lovely Ghostwriter Angelic auto writing. I really like the art of this one compared to the 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 anime. Mm. And I actually put the music. Uh, I don't know whoever's editing this. Uh, I'll send you a link to the music. Just edit it in. But I put it in the podcast chat if you guys want to listen to what I, my interpretation of what I think the Angelic Ghostwriter sounds like. <laughs> but it's that what song. Is it again? It's in the podcast chat. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to just say what it is on here? Okay. I, I don't know the name of it because it's called <laughs> it's called Opera CS Italy. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you play Counter Strike, it's the in the in the terrorist spawn area. There's a radio that plays operatic music by Pavarotti, and it's I may or may not edit this. It's in. like da 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 video, and it just sounds like that. But I'll if you want I'll I'll send you the music track. But just to give okay, an example, okay. If you send it to me, I'm more likely to do it. Yeah, I'll I'll do that to you later. Um, just more. Uh, it just shows shows more of the fighting. Another one, it just shows more of the fighting. I really like the art for that. So that literally showed. I was like, hey, let me buy you these phones, and he bought the phones, and then the Phantom Troop, uh, the the big gun finger guy, or the guy with the earrings that his ears hang low. Do they wobble to and fro? Anyways, uh, his chain hangs low. But anyways, uh, they fought because they're boys. The boys will be boys, I guess. Um, the thing is that they talked about the games and stuff outside of it, like outside of the hall before the boss got there. I don't know if maybe it was it was just not shown because like in the manga it jumps to the the boss uh, the boss saying, "Are you scared?" It's like I'm ecstatic. Give us the order right now instead of the 
when they're walk it looks like when they're walking to the base they talk about the expensive game and the dog they have inside of that chamber if you know what I mean. But yeah, it's, it's, they just talk about that and just talk about the job. And then they say, and it jumps them. Oh, you're scared? Yeah, I'll take the job. And then just this cute, this other cute. Damn, there's a lot of manga changes in her notes. This is another cute uh, chapter ender with the with the the angelic voice lady and her dog, which I don't think she has in the manga. It could be, or it could yeah, be yeah, one man. of the other guy's dogs, right? Uh, I forget. I don't think it's canon because like a lot of the chapter enders, some of them are canon, some of them are just like, oh, here's a cool fucking image. Um, I think one thing that's interesting here is this is in 2011 as well. I think yeah. if I remember, but like Phaeton is always shown as not speaking great whatever language they're speaking, and the implication is that he's a foreigner. But like, it's kind of weird because he's like very clearly supposed to be like Chinese. So mm. like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He's also I've. I've previously said that Kilua is what if you took Hie and then subtracted Phaeton? This is Phaeton. Gotcha. Yeah. So he's he's ultra edgy boy, like no no softness to him whatsoever. I gotcha. I do like him. He's a really cute cute character though. No, he's 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 pretty badass as well, but he's Yeah. I mean well minus the murder thing. Yeah, he's dark for dark's sake. He's I mean he edgy. has a fucking skull on his like ninja hood. <laughs> But the, another change that I thought was interesting is that is that Maluki actually got the game running and it's like, oh, why won't this game any of the events trigger? NPCs walk through walls, and he's getting frustrated. And it kind of, I'm guessing they haven't they haven't hashed out the details of Greed Island at that point. So I'm guessing he wasn't sure where he was going to go with it. So it, it seemed a little bit more matches up to what Green Island really is and how he can't get the program to run versus actually getting it to run in the manga. Yeah, I'm I'm half wondering if in the manga what happened was Greed Island the cartridge isn't really Greed Island the the ROM that's on the cartridge isn't even a finished game versus the part that requires Nen is the real finished game. Yeah, I, I interpret it as that oh this is gonna get spoilery though, so I think well, we should not. Yeah, I'll hold off until the, the Greed Island stuff, but I do we do have some thoughts on that. Um I like I like to his huh? I was going to say another real quick thing. We have a shot here of the members of the Phantom Troop, and um, it is interesting because like you see slightly different art style versions of the characters. Hisoka is looking as attractive as he does in the manga, in the anime now, as opposed to his earlier manga uh, appearances. Sphinx, uh, um, Sphinx is wearing his Egyptian costume that he never wears again. Um, like, because for some reason, when he first shows up, he's dressed as a pharaoh snake. And then for the rest of the series, he's just dressed up like a Russian gangster forever. He, he kind of looks like a Kaiba, like in the uh, in his Egyptian gar- garb, like when I he does the see flashback that for sure. So things about the dual people. Shizuku looks more discernibly Asian here than she does later. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely that's why I like that the photo. It shows all of them in the the lineup, and they look very different in some Pakunoda aspects. Pakunoda has like a witch's nose as opposed to just a bigger nose. Yeah, they, he did her dirty in this panel. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm glad they, Machi like... looks on model. Um, yeah. Uvo is, like, Bishonen Uvo. <laughs> He's very attractive here. <laughs> I like how they have Uncle It in here, though. Oh, yeah, fucking Cortopi <laughs> doesn't even have one eye showing. It's just a thing of hair. Yeah, so... 
but yeah, I really, for the most part, I really like the, the art style of it. It's interesting, but I don't know why they gave Pacanoto that fucking nose. Jesus Christ. I think she's supposed to be, like, attractive but not, is, like, the character description for her physical features, but I don't know. I gotcha. But yeah, uh, no, Also, I'd... I like how Shalnark here looks like, hey man, what if Kurapika was in Gundam? <laughs> you know, I was just <laughs> thinking that, too. It looks like a Gundam character. Do you think he's in a fight and uses Shining Finger? Oh, one other thing. Um, the image we included an image of uh, Krollo basically saying to the troop, like to Uvo, like, "Are you scared?" And uh, Uvo is biting his teeth so hard and smiling so hard that he's bleeding at the mouth, and just says, "I'm ecstatic." Yeah, a little bit different from the the, the manga or the anime for sure. Tiny bit. Yeah, though. I love that he's like just smiling so hard he's bleeding at the mouth. I love it. Yeah, and then uh, another change. Another change they have is they had the, the uh, Maluki leaving on his boat, his airship, and it's like autopilot, autopilot to Lingon Airport on. So it's like this automated air autopilot thing. <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny. It's like and it's like I think it was ten when I last left the house, and it's like relatable. God damn! I mean, yeah. Now that it's Corona times, <laughs> it's true for all of us. I ha- I haven't left. I think I think I was I was twenty twenty six when I last left the house. Love my um. story. But yeah, and then they have the they actually have the the team. I guess at the end, La Squadra. Yeah, the the Passione. Um. Yeah, they have the two dudes who were already part of the crew, who you haven't met before and never really amount to anything. Yeah, they. I'm gonna. I guess spoilers. The game gets no, done dirty. You don't need to. You don't need to spoil it. I mean, just like they don't do anything of note. Like, so there's a dude named Lin Sen, who's another like clearly. Hey, it's a Chinese guy and Ivlen Ivlenkov. So it's like we have a Russian dude here, but they they get like two speaking lines each and do nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like even the Phantom Troop was done was not really well utilized as much as I thought it would be. Uh... But we'll get back into it later on. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in the future. Um, I have a note here about 4 and 8, but we already talked about that. I forgot that I would mentioned it earlier. Uh, the only thing I would note is that the fought bot thing for 8 and luck, fought is the thing used in the traditional Chinese New Year greeting, uh, <laughs> which in Cantonese is gong hei fa choi, and in Mandarin is uh, gong shi fa sai. So fa there being the same thing as the 8 luck pun part. I was going to make a really immature joke, but I'm not going to do that. All right. Uh, yeah, so as for 1999, uh, I watched this part with fan subs rather than the official English subs, and they fucking made an even weirder romanization of Delzone's name, or Delzoline's <laughs> name. It's Deltzorn. Jesus Christ, fan, editor, fan people, get your shit together. Wait, to be fair... Uh, Togashi also has tried his hand at writing English names for characters and made things that are completely impronounceable because they lack vowels because he thought a couple consonants were actually vowels. So were more characters uh. cursing us? So like Killua dropped the F-bomb every 12 seconds for some reason? No, it, it, it avoided most of that stuff. It just did weird shit with regards to like names. I gotcha. So here they show a flashback to an early part with Hisoka, but since it's using footage from earlier in 1999, he has blue hair in the flashback and they just don't comment on it. Like, they're not like, good thing you dyed your hair, bro. It's like, thank you. I look very pretty in this hair. <laughs> yeah. Also, for some reason in this version, Phaeton's suit is bl- dark blue instead of black and has a woman's voice instead of 
like a man's voice. Uh, so they allude to the bet between Gon and Kuloi here, but they don't show the scene that's in the manga of them, like, trying to make money. Uh, when Leorio appears, he has a sexy sax theme that just plays, and they animate, (laughs) in the, in the, uh, anime, they mention him negotiating with the shopkeeper, but they don't show it. In the manga, they show a little bit of it. In this version, they show the entire scene of him just bargaining with a dude. (laughs) 1999 is the goat of Yeah, Hunter they're really Hunter. just focusing on the important stuff, you know. <laughs> like, Leorio. Someone on that animation team wanted to fuck Leorio, and I fucking know it. Anyways. I don't know. That, that, the, um, that, that's a, that's, um, uh, the theater play we saw looked pretty thirsty for Leorio, oh, too. That's true. <laughs> Especially with that part that looked like Kurapika was gonna suck his dick. <laughs> right before blackface happened. Yikes. That was, uh, but don't worry, fellas. We get blackface in 2011, so just keep your uh, oh, keep your eyes out. Still happens Anyways. in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. cuts away when Leorio says he knows Nen, and so in this version they don't reveal like, wait, Leorio only kind of knows what Nen is, as opposed to they're just like, yeah, and I know Nen, and then it cuts to commercials and they never come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they were the biggest Leorio cheerleaders slash simp squad. I don't know what was going on. It's like it's like at the last frame. It looks like they just like broke into the studio and rewrote. Uh, they put Lirio's head on Gone. It's like I'm the true <laughs> champion of the show. Yeah, I feel exactly. like also maybe his type of character was more popular in the '90s compared to what's very much popular now. Yeah, the scoundrel because you know Loop on the Third. He was still going strong in I mean, the '90s. Was, Cowboy Clive. Bebop, which is oh sorry. Yeah, I know exactly Cowboy Bebop. Um, that like a uh, vast stampede from Trigun. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is effectively a spiritual successor of Lupin the Third, like to a character by character basis, and like that type of character was real popular at that time. Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, I, th- I think Guns. Um, actually, never mind. I don't think it's relevant. Never mind. Uh, no worries. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but um, what was I to say? Uh, also, the uh, the guy from um, oh, what's the fuck that show? Uh, damn, I'm just like dumb today i can't remember the name of that show was the uh i'll look it up real quick on okay it's all good anyways um so in this version they mention like so in all the versions they mention that there are different types of auctions but this one they go out of their way to explain binding bid which is talked about in the manga but not super thoroughly but here when kilo is talking about it he says the words binding bid and he says wow that sounds pretty perverted and then he then he like blushes so he's definitely just thinking about rope play <laughs> um yeah the ninety nine, real weirdly horny. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and then so I don't think we talked about it, but like to make money, like Leorio has the idea of having gone like you know do arm wrestling because he's such a strong kid, and they make money that way for a while. And uh, in this version, to show the passage of time, they make fucking posters that they put on the wall, and the posters get ripped up or people put graffiti on them, as Gon and Kilo have been doing this for longer. Oh, interesting. It's, it's like Hisoko's here on the side of it. Yeah, uh, just because we didn't cover it earlier, uh, either that or I somehow got these numberings confused, but I could have sworn this is the part where Shizuku arm wrestles Gon, and she's the only one who puts up a fight, and then like afterwards, after Gon's beaten her, um, the other troop members, not realizing that they're the main characters, because like they have no beef with them yet because they don't know each other, are like, hey, why didn't you use your dominant hand, aka your left hand? And she's like... Oh, I didn't really think about it. He just put his right hand up, so I went with it. 
fair. Yeah. I can't believe they're hustling the entire town. <laughs> they're they're pulling so they're pulling a uh, pulling a fresh prince. I don't think this is supposed to be a reference, but it is interesting that this is similar to a scene in Dragon Ball. Right after Goku beats the Red Ribbon Army, he goes to where Bulma's from to like see her again after the like the first time in a long time in original Dragon Ball. And while there, he finds a dude who's doing something like this, where he's just beating the shit out of people on the corner. He's like, yo, if you can beat me in a fight, you get all this money. And then the Goku, like, goes to fight him, and then the guy just, like, throws Goku down and stomps on his spine for a couple, like, seconds. And then Goku just gets up, and he's like, okay, my turn. And the guy's like, oh, God, here's the money. <laughs> Lol. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, it for this section of episodes. Um... I was going to say you guys like where this is going, and I realize now Sarah is the only one who doesn't know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we kind of fucked up hardcore. I, I got really bored on the Labor Day, on the Labor Day weekend, and I was like, I you know, know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm going to watch the episode just so I can get ahead. It's like, huh, these are really good. I think I'm going to keep watching. And then it's like 12 hours later, and it's like, oh, I'm halfway through Greed Island. That's cool. <laughs> I have no regrets. I'm gonna I'm gonna have so much fun rewatching these again. So like when we when we record episodes, because like I'll need a refresher anyway. So yeah, I need to pick up those D- the Blu-rays for the Greed I- the Chimera and arc though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on it's on uh, Crunchyroll, man. Yeah, it but is. I watch it dubbed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I could switch that. over, and I guess maybe it'd be a cool comparison. But it's like. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, part of me wants to do that. But like, okay, I watch half the show dubbed and the rest, or the last quarter of it subbed, and like maybe compare mm-hmm. the voices. But it's like another part is like, oh, I kind of want to finish it dubbed though. The dub is yeah. really good, by the way. I really enjoy it. So. Oh man, I got in an unnecessarily long argument with someone about the dub oh. recently. Oh. <laughs> Where someone had posted the ending of Greed Island in the dub form, and they're like, why are they calling him Gene? It's Jing. And I just immediately brought up, like, so just so you know, the Kana, which is in the manga, if you actually read it phonetically, is Gene, and you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, people need to be right sometimes. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but, well, they need to, they need out, to have like, the idea of being right. Even if you pronounce like, Jing with the NG noise at the end, that would make it into Jingo, and I, like, Put the Kana in there, and I'm like, now, shut up. I guess you could say Billy Billy Jean is not his lover. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I I just really like the the dub. I don't know. I wanted to try something different because I did the I did the Hakusho subtitled, and I was like, ah, because everyone was doing it dubbed. I thought I'd do a switcheroo, like, okay, I'm gonna watch it dubbed instead of subbed. So switch it up. So sort of switch nice. it up a bit. Um, actually, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, Hannah, if you finish the show, you could join the club and, you know, watch 99 with me. And I'm like, no, please don't do this, actually. <laughs> don't so, don't don't fucking sentence yourself to a fate worse than death. I'd probably oh, fall asleep, gosh. to be honest. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's, like, really good parts to it. But overall, they just do a bunch of, like, weird fucker shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I might, I might uh, see if I can tank through it and I might go... I might try a 99 or something, but... I might maybe advocate... I'd like to, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in between. I don't know what I'm going to do if I complete it, but I'll figure it out. I am I might advocate that you guys watch the final episode of 99 before we watch its equivalent in 2011 because I think it does it in a way that's more similar to the way the manga did it. Okay. Yeah. 
I got um, you. Do they end like at similar points, or does one of them go further? Yeah, basically, the reason for 2011 to exist was because like this this Chimera Ant arc is cool as fuck, and because the other one ended at uh, the end of Greed Island. You know, that's really weird that they decided to make an anime of it before it's even finished or not even close to being finished and not committing, like, One Piece. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it makes sense because, like, he... I think when they discuss with him, he's like, here's my clear plans for the end of the Chimera Ant arc and I'm most of the way through it already because they started the anime in 2011 and he finished Chimera Ant in 2013 after starting it in 2004 or something. So he Jesus was most Christ. of the way there. Yeah, Chimera Ant, like, legit took, like, 10 years. Wow. That's why it's so long of an arc, right? And that's why they were willing to make an entire show based on a single arc because they're like, wow, this is, like, some of the best manga ever made but it's like it one single wo- arc yeah it makes you wonder if they're just going to continue on like maybe do o- mass house will do like ovas quote unquote where it's like after every arc they'll do another ova for that hunter scene i wouldn't or that mind hunter an arc. ova of the current manga arc it's not done but it's really good but the subject matter and the level of incredibly gratuitous violence and the complexity would lend itself better to an OVA, but that's not really as much of a thing anymore. I guess I just meant like just like a one-off, like a sort of how JoJo goes with the parts, like where it's like oh, okay, okay yeah. this this arc's done. Let's do let's do an, uh, do an animation of this arc and tack it onto Hunter Hunter twenty eleven. Yeah, I so we listeners, as you know, we slowed down the pace that we're doing the show compared to a while ago but like it's not that slow one thing i am glad about though is that it gives it more time that he could possibly end the hiatus by the time we get there that's yeah, true yeah it's true yeah but we'll see anyways uh let's let's do that outro it's about we've reached the time we've had our crazy rants our no now crazy... we gotta talk about the bible for a year i guess yeah let's talk about the bibble anyways yeah. hashtag athf reference uh thank you for listening to the spirit hunters Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat on our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, we finally did it and started a Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. Throw us some cash for hosting fees and equipment, and join our Patreon-only Discord where we discuss the shit out of Hunter, UU, and a bunch of, uh, bunch of future funk and dumb memes. It'll be and great. And Jackie Chan's uh, City Hunter. City Hunter. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the topic for next week. So get the money, get on that. Never mind. That sounded really rude. Uh, speaking of Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us another way by give us a written review on Apple Podcast. Send us a link to the review, your Discord name, and enough evidence to connect both of you. And we got you. You're in the you're in the Discord and chalking Jackie Chan, City Hunter, and more. Whatever we talk about, which is a lot of stuff. Uh, each review gets us surfaced to tens or hundreds more people, so your review might put us over the top, and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, real also, quick, we're actually going to be doing some movie screening stuff in there soon enough. Like, before Greed Island, we're going to watch a uh, Isekai movie. For sure, and we'll... And we'll Everyone that wants to hop in can hop in. That yeah, we'll figure we'll figure it out. Um, we'll see. That's gonna we'll we'll do like a a month warning on that. So no worries. Maybe more than a month. More than a month. Okay, we'll we'll give yeah. a couple month warn. We'll do, we'll give some amount of time that gives you enough time to be able to hop in and not miss out. So yep. no worries. And I think we're we'll put it on YouTube anyways, or we'll do something. 
It's going to be kind of tricky, though, but... Um, you guys can talk with us on Facebook if you'd like as well. Um, kind of like just like in the comments on things. But if you want to see more from other people as well, uh, the Discord's a great place. We also have people who have been former guests on the show as well who are in there. So if you uh, wanted to, you know, share your opinion with them or discuss stuff that they've brought up previously, that's a good place. Uh, for instance, we recently talked about how apparently power rankings in uh, anime all originate with fucking Astro Boy, uh, which talked about dudes and which talked about robots in terms of horsepower, which is a really weird thing to have found out about. Yes, and we also found weird pictures from Goodwill of uh, two characters photoshopped on a Mario background. So that was kind of <laughs> weird. Forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know why. I learned there was there was a character from Magic Knight Ray Earth. I was like, why would they? But anyways, that's hanging in Ginkai Studio. So if you ever if you ever do studio tours, you'll be able to see that. Or I think I post on Facebook. So let's do cribs, dude. Cribs, and I'll be like, this is where the magic happens. Except it's every single room in the house. Nice. Also, heads up. Today's intro music. Also, heads up. Today's intro music was made by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out at YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. See you on the other side. Os. 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 Drop the weights, Lee. So she can meet you nowhere. no kotoba da kega. Hito tsu toke dashite.